Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. We want to thank Factor for sponsoring Play Retro. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. This is the story of Earthworm Jim video game. In outer space, a sweet evil cyclone belongs to Queen Cyberspace suit. Well, it smooshes. Why not a slimy Earthworm Jim and Blamo? He becomes a superpowered hero. He takes out that precious dog. Then that stupid worm goes onto the planet. He even tries mucus spongy jumping. And if that doesn't stop him, maybe the battle with Queen festering sweaty slug for a butt will. Earthworm Jim rumbling Oh my gosh. Oh, it's what kind of butt? Oh. <laughs> and welcome to Play Retro. I'm your uh, host, or one of them, and my name's Scott Johnson. And if you're telling me I could spend the rest of my entire life using discarded tires to bounce all over the place, well, then we have an accord. Oh, uh, Honda? And I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and my 90s gamer handle would have been what's-his-face with butts for hands because I suck at platforming with this super spacesuit-wearing dirt wiggler. It would be better to just sit on the controller and gyrate. Now, excuse me while I pull out the rocket in my pocket and head off to the next level. Yippee groovy. Yeah, yippee groovy. Yeah. Yippee groovy. Yippee if, uh, groovy. If none of that was familiar or that incons- uh, indiscernible commercial was any indication uh, what or not. What you couldn't see was Grandma was eating earthworms. Yeah, she was eating mouthful of nasty looking earthworms, which obviously mm. weren't real, but it didn't matter. Grossed me out at the time. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Grandma, I'm pretty sure whatever actress that is said, hey, can these be gummy or rubber or something? Right. You, so you don't think she was on Fear Factor? Was that at that, that point no, in time? No, that was way so. later. That was like early okay. 2000s, wasn't it? Like no, 01, 02, something like that. I don't it's know. gross, though. I know that. It's back Sounds when right. uh, Jill Rogan had hair. 
Oh, yeah, you might. You, they should have conscience. They, oh. they should have called him then. They should have called him Joe Rogaine. <laughs> Joe, that's not nice. Yeah, whatever, man. Hair. I can't say it's you not true. Yeah, you can't say it's not true, can you? You can't. You can't. Anyway, we're here. We got stuff to do and uh, talk about. We're going to talk about Earthworm Jim and its impact in the uh, 16-bit era and why we don't have anything now, which it bums me out to this day. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. We learned a little bit about why that is. In the meantime, I also learned something. I have I have held a grudge for years about a thing that's not true. Um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll spill the beans soon enough. But it's uh it's a thing that I thought was I was told and I just believed. Right. And then in this process and working with Brian on this, I was wrong the whole time. I was totally wrong. Oh, you you your your hate was misdirected. Yeah, I wouldn't even say hate. My disappointment. And my, uh, yes. uh, my, my feelings of like, oh man, why you got to go and do that? We're, we're pointed at the wrong dude. Yeah. So, yeah. and it was a simple misunderstanding. So we'll get to it. That'll all make sense in a minute. Before all of that, though, I want to share something with you guys that I think is rad. So, uh, Brian, you're familiar with cyberpunk 2077 relatively. New oh game. boy. Am I ever. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I you liked want, it. You want my PS4 copy? Uh, sure. No, don't give me that. Uh, give me the PC version. Cause it's good. I like that. Version. Yeah, it is now. Yeah. And the three, the series X and the PS5 versions are fine too. But anyway, I was just drinking around online and this is a couple years old. So maybe people have seen this, but I just thought it was a retro fun time and I wanted to share it. Uh, somebody made a PS1 era looking version of cyberpunk 2077 and it is delightfully bad uh in the in the way that you would expect from a game from that time like this would have been amazing in the time actually was that virgin interactive on one of those billboards up there how appropriate probably probably who knows oh look it's there's there's uh keanu reeves low poly keanu reeves stock oh my god with a long neck yeah i love it neck that's what you get anyway it is they were making fun of it and saying oh look how glitchy it is and stuff but it's great, and I really like it. So go search for PS1 Cyberpunk 2077 and just be delighted as an old-school gamer, uh, and uh, you'll find that video. All right, and chat, I just put it in the chat so you can see it if you want to. Brian, what have you been up to? You've been, uh, you've been oh busy? Oh, my. Yeah? Oh, I've been doing so much last... Uh, I, want to, I can't figure out what I want to show you first. Well, I'm going to show you this first. I'm show going to show it. you this first. Show me yours. I got I'll a little show, show and tell, and I'll do a little show and describe as we do this. Okay. All right. So I've got my... You know, I've been doing the 3D printing for my retro stuff, and I've got my silver uh, GameCube here with no Game Boy player, but it's just like that. And so there's this gravity-defying... Uh, sh- thing mm-hmm. that you could for display purposes so look at this thing look at this thing how nervous does this make you uh already like very little, nervous can you yeah. see it it's yeah. like this little uh little like little on a side uh, square you know on so you know on futurama they got madison's cubed garden yeah yeah that's what this reminds oh, yeah, me of right one. here yeah that's what reminds yeah, that's a good me description yeah. so there's like this so i got my gamecube and it's is set up like at an angle and it sits on top of this other cube, and it doesn't look like it should work, but it does on a shelf. I'm, I'm kind of nervous about doing it right here, but yeah, it actually works pretty good. Uh, but I 3D printed this little, it's one of the reasons why I got this stupid 3D printer, because I saw this stupid print for this thing. Yeah. And literally, it's like, what is it? Like, just imagine the, the corner of a GameCube, just like one small corner, and that's what it's sitting on. It's like this little platform. It stands on its own, and it's got like a little Velcro uh, attachment on the back. So I don't know why, because this base stand is it. 
It's, yeah. It fell. Oh, it did. But did it fall? Not, yeah. Well, I just dropped it. Oh. I dropped the. I, I dropped the the stand. The but stand. Okay. okay. So basically, yeah. what you've done there is you created a little art piece out of your GameCube, right? Exactly, I don't know why I'm playing this I, Daytona music. I don't know what I was thinking. They didn't even have Daytona on. on there, but I just was looking for something to have in the background. But but anyway, that thing looks like some kind of little art piece. That is how I would display. I'm never yeah. going to plug my GameCube in, right? I'm done. Plus, it's That's- broken. It won't run. But because uh, someone, some kid dropped a TV on it. Long story. Oh, my God. Neighbor kid. Anyway, the point is, uh, if I was going to keep my GameCube in any kind of condition, that's right. how I'd do it. In fact, I should talk to you about making a little blue one because I got the blue. Oh, yeah. I got the blue one. You got one. a little blue color one? Absolutely, because yeah. I'm making some more of these. I might even des- I might make some adjustments to this design, too. It's, I, it's, it allows remixes and things. Uh, but it's really cool. I, I love to be able to display my GameCube at like an angle because it's kind of, you know, when, you, when you're in, when it's in your room, it's not that impressive, especially if it's sitting at eye level because it's like a box. But yeah. then if you flip it on this, you know, like a, like almost isometric view, it's like, oh, dude, that is sweet. But I will have to get a WaveBird controller for this thing. Oh, I don't yeah. think I'd feel comfortable being plugged in with a... No, that changes the weight distribution if you plug shit into it. It it does. And I'm like, ooh, that would be dangerous. I don't think I want to do that. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'm going to print one for other... I'm going to print another one as well because I got uh, a GameCube that's a black one with a Game Boy Player, Mm. which is coming up this this year. We're going to do some Game Boy games. I can feel it. But... Yeah. As an update to last week when we played, uh, we played those top-down racers, and I wanted a steering wheel for my arcade, uh, my oh, my fight this. stick for my Atari fight stick, and so I ordered this off uh, Game Room Solutions. It's, all, it's called something else now. It's uh, TS TS Ticks or something. For like those that. at home, this looks like a little spinny knob on top of a little mount or something. But and the idea it, is that you'd put a wheel around that. And now you've got your spinning yeah. wheel. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the spinning knob. Like you would play all those old school games that would have spinning knobs, except this is a very nice, chunky, large piece of stainless steel. Do you feel like the ball, the ball bearings in there and all that? Yes, and it's got this little plug, so I just plugged that right into my Atari Feist, I think. And then I also I got the attachment. Yeah. Let's see that. Let's see your attachment. I got the steering wheel. Oh, look at this Here's shit. The steering wheel. And it's just a basic-ass steering wheel, just like you used to play with the uh, Super Off-Road and stuff. And I, Let me see if I can pull it out of the box. So this thing, will, uh, I've seen those before. That thing must work on a bunch of different uh, models or something, that, that steering wheel. Yeah. So and then you just you got your little steering wheel. Oh, That's look all. at it's this! Just a basic, it's just a basic bad boy steering wheel, and you then you plug you plug it into your little your little spinner wheel, and you can either play spinner games or you can play some race games Dude, like super off road racing. I'm completely jealous of that. That's really I'm gonna, cool. I'm going to mount this thing to the front uh, of my because you can pull it off too. So it's kind of like you know, it's like a real racing wheel. Like the, yeah, you're car, supposed to be able to take those off. off. Yeah, like in yes. Mad Max, they're like uh, they do the whole thing. Which by the way, when they do this in Mad Max, I don't know if you knew. This, check out my video when they put their hands together over their head like this you just think oh they're doing like some kind of praise thing you know some kind of right. weird culty whatever the the war boys i found out you know what this is this is supposed uh-huh. to represent a v8 engine oh yep. that's that makes sense because you used yep. to have that symbol in the v8 engine because it had to be slanted at yep. a 45 degree plus you got the little piston sticking out of it yep cylinders out of there pretty cool yeah Anyway. But this is way cool. It's, it's, it's heavy duty, just it's heavy and weighty, just like you would have with those old steering wheels. You just you just spin them around. Just you're a gigantic nerd, and I love it. How much did all I that cost? The wheel and the wheel, those two pieces together. How much? Uh, these two pieces total, I think, uh, from TS Ticks was seventy five dollars total. It's not bad. And I just no, and I just plug since I already got the uh, Atari Fight Stick. I'm gonna I'm gonna plug it into that. 
I, I may just like attach it to the front. I haven't decided exactly how I'm going to do it. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out, but it's going to be cool because I've been wanting to get a spinner wheel, yeah. but there wasn't enough games that interested me to get one. I was like, eh, there's a few games I wouldn't mind playing with a spinner, but eh, I don't know if there'd be that many. But then we did the, the top down racers. I was like, oh. Now I've got a slew of games yeah. I can play. Even if all you Sign did was plug uh, plug that into Super Sprint and Super Offroad, right? You'd be happy. Totally worth it. Yeah, totally worth it. I'm jealous. I That's rad. To, I might have to get a second one so you can come over and play. Okay, I'll be right over. Yeah. I wish we were neighbors. We'd act like kids. Our wives would hate us. Oh my! We gosh. already act like kids, but we'd be out in the, out in the real world instead of locked in our rooms like our, a bunch of our significant adults. ladies would be like, "You guys, really? Are you going? What are you doing this afternoon? Oh, we're gonna right. go try these wheels out and see if Super Sprint holds up. What's Super Sprint? <laughs> Don't worry about. It. I'll see you later. Click. That's how and that then would we go. were like spin, and this guy was like, "No, look out, man." <laughs> yep, yeah, we get a big old fat slice of pizza from Sparrow on our on my way over. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that's amazing, that's right. dude. That's very cool. We will. Uh, you may want to video some of that and put it up on the Patreon because oh, that's Brad. totally going to do that. And we're hoping we get to that this weekend. And maybe I'll 3D print that uh, GameCube this weekend to the GameCube uh, stand for you and send it out. Love it. Uh, all right. Well, while we're busy doing that, we are going to talk about our main topic today. It involves worms and the name Jim. Shall we play a game? That game is Earthworm Jim. One, two, uh, 3D, a special edition here or there. There's also like a version of two that's a big fancy 32-bit upgrade. There's a bunch of them. But you might ask yourself, how come it all ended there? Why don't yes. we have Earthworm Jim games today? Well, there's a story, but let's get to uh, uh, the first game before we go anywhere else. This is what that sounded like. Oh, and I love this part of the game, this, this beginning here, right here. <laughs> I may have added the fart. I'm just saying. That, I would have never have guessed you had the fart. Actually, yeah. it's actually yeah. That's, that that may have been appropriate. Me. But then the then the real music happens. Here you go. <laughs> Chaos ensues. The most '90s ass freaking side scrolling, gun sputtering, goofy Mega Drive Genesis having SNES a little bit later looking game you've ever seen in your life. I mean, like, to me, this game in some ways is the epitome of that generation. Absolutely. Uh, if you watch Saturday morning cartoons in the 90s where you were watching, was it even Saturday morning? I forget. I think Saturday night, like Ren and Stimpy, mm -hmm. any of that Nickelodeon blocks or any of that kind of stuff. Or if you ever watched any Beavis and Butthead or any played any Beavis and Butthead games, you're like, wait a minute. It was like this just came to life. Like my cartoons just came to life. Yeah, very much a, an early staple 90s kind of vibe to it. And uh, you were basically a worm and your name is Jim and you're side scrolling and they don't set anything up. You just start, you just start running. Uh, you're the guy and <laughs> you start shooting shit. You don't have to wait around for much to happen. You just start playing this game. And, uh, you there's read the manual. If you wanted to, there's a little backstory about how you're a worm kind of essentially doing your wormy things. Uh, and then uh, this the super space suit uh, falls from uh, outer space because there's, there's a battle uh, and some of the story is revealed later on where that suit actually came from. But you definitely will learn all of it if you if you listen to the theme song to the uh, to the Earthworm Jim cartoon, which was uh, shortly coming. Yeah, and you should, as a player, you should see it and immediately go, "Oh, why does this remind me of like Aladdin and a few other platformers of the time?" Yeah, and the reason that is Who's because uh, directly involvement by the people who made it. Uh, but also, this is just that time, man, and. If I have a complaint about the Earthworm Jim games, it's this. 
it's just labyrinthian in its side scrolling. It's not a simple let's go left to right Mario style. It's a no. let's go left for a minute, let's go right for a minute, let's go underneath this thing, let's go into this imper- almost imperceivably dark hole that you don't even know how to get in there uh, for a long time. Like the game is super into putting you in in kind of cavernous spaces. And having right. it and having it all look like oh wait I should be able to go through oh no that's not a hole okay well wait where's the hole then yeah. that kind David of stuff David Perry is David Perry is a master at this and this is the same engine they used for uh, I guess they said the same engine so I'm assuming most of that is just written in David Perry's head who worked on Cool Spot and Aladdin all these side scrolling platformers that we loved and he continued it here and it fits so perfectly with the obtuse. You know, storytelling mm-hmm. that's going on, this weirdness, it really makes you feel even the gameplay is like, oh, you don't just go straight here. You got to jump around and do these different things. You never can get settled in, right? There's yeah. not like, yeah. there's not like rhythm usually in, in these Earthworm Gym games, which is actually would be a down, would, would actually be bad in a lot of ways. But here it works. I think it, it works. worked pretty well. I think it is a thing of its time, though. I played a bunch of, as you did as well, I played a bunch of this in the last couple of days. Uh, one and two, mostly. Um, especially did not play that GBA game. We'll talk about why that's terrible. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I played a whole bunch of it, and I think that my notions of what a good platformer are have changed. A yes. little too much because the game the game is of of its era and there are things that are needlessly complex and things that are maybe needlessly too simple and we've just gotten better at that that stuff over the years. Absolutely. So yeah, this yeah. is a stepping this is a stepping stone for sure. Wouldn't you it's love like it if they a, just like today, like tomorrow, they said, Hey, Dave Perry's uh, making a new one. How's everyone feel about yes. that? I would be stoked. You know? I would be stoked, and you know this kind of uh, you, we, we we can go ahead and talk about it now. So there has been an Earthworm Jim four that's been uh, for a long time being talked about being made, and it's been most recently tied into the Intellivision Amico, mm-hmm. uh, which is that Intellivision properties. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it's it's been having a lot of trouble. Vaporware uh, console potential thing. Yeah, yeah. The, this this pretty much failed out. They haven't officially announced that this isn't going to happen, but this isn't going to happen. Their their backup plan right now. The last thing I read from my like like a couple weeks ago was they were they sent a letter out to some of their supporters and so they were refunding some things and then they were uh, to move forward. They were going to. Uh, license out some of their IPs, which kind of had me interested because I was like, what? Do you mm. mean like one of the IPs you probably shouldn't even have, you big jerk? Yeah. Earthworm Jim. They shouldn't uh, have Dave per- David Perry made a big bad mistake back in the day and uh, let that property slip into other hands. He should have held on tight mm-hmm. uh, re- regardless of what happened to uh, Shiny. He should have held on tight to Earthworm And he Jim. says as much. He regrets it. He says yeah. the biggest mistake he ever made was selling uh, the, the property or selling the IP to Interplay. Yeah. He made good money, and it made him be able to go on to do what he wanted to do next and everything. MDK. He re- yeah, that uh, that thing. Um, but he <laughs> 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 it might need its own show. I don't know. It's yeah, maybe yeah. too new. But, uh, but anyway, he, yeah. he regretted it. He said it was a mistake, and I agree with Absolutely. him. You could be easily... You could easily was, be making a high-selling versions of Earthworm Jim qualities, platformer, or 3D game, whatever yeah. you wanted to do. Steam would have a whole group of these by now. You'd be sitting pretty. People buy these on their Switch. That's what would happen. But no, they didn't do it. He sold the most valuable possession they had, which was this intellectual property that had 
it, that was people loved because he was in love with the idea of the culture of the time of the early 90s, like John Kay, who was doing Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. A lot of these independent artists and creators, game designers, were all finding success outside of corporate stuff where they had all been locked in with you know stupid crap that they didn't want to do. And so suddenly they found themselves free to do whatever the crap they wanted to do. And one of the high ideals they had was to like John Kay would be like, don't use the same uh, animation, you know, in, in a row. You, you got to yeah. have, yeah, you go over and over. You got to have, you got to have totally completely new animation stuff, which is fine, but it really put them behind on production. Same here with David Perry. He said, no sequels moving forward. Mm. So he said, we don't need Earthworm Jim and let it go. Mm. It's, it's a great high ideal, but. You got to hold on to the most valuable part of your property if you if you want to keep uh, if you want to keep working. Yeah, and he hasn't worked in games in a long time. Two thousand five was the last time he did anything meaningful yeah. in games. Um, well, I should shouldn't say that he does a lot of games adjacent adjacent stuff. Um, yeah, you know, you've all at home heard the term Gaikai. That's the underlying technology and former name of the technology that Sony uses to stream PS3 games mm-hmm. or uh, PSP games to you on some of their tiers. That's Dave Perry, and they bought it. Yeah. They bought him out. Uh, super smart guy, lots of great ideas. It's doing just fine. But even recently, has said, oh, "I wish I had that. I wish I had that IP." I'd yeah, yeah, because that was where that that was the time when they were they were clicking. And you and you do that as an artist. You do you 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 have something clicking, mm-hmm. and everything seems to be working well. And all you're imagining is the next project and. What you don't realize sometimes is this may be the last uh, touch that you'll have with you know the public, yeah. Because it, it, everything else you do may never click, it may never yeah. spark. Everything like else did, was just so. kind of a well, like he, it's he's famous for one, one weird thing. He was working with Michael Jackson at the time of Jackson's yes. death to create a brand new game. Uh, so right before Jackson died in 2016, right he was hanging with him trying to come up with a new Michael Jackson plan for games. Uh, right. And then obviously what happened there didn't make that yeah. possible, but you know, he's been back there working away on stuff, this Irish born brilliant programmer turned business mm-hmm, tycoon, mm-hmm. but uh, earthworm Jim might be still his I, most famous thing. I, I absolutely now for us, it's probably a cool spot because we've talked about it so much, but yeah, yeah, this is, this is definitely like the number one thing that people mostly ascribed to him. So I I want to see this have a happy ending. I want to see a place where this Intellivision, uh, Amico, just call it out. Just, just, just out. It's just done, man. Mm-hmm. This Intellivision, Amico, it's not working out. Just accept just, your accept your loss, just, guys. A- accept it. Find a way to get Earthworm Jim back into David Perry's hands and stop holding Earthworm Jim hostage Stop it. Yes, especially after that horrible GBA uh, ver- version of the game. We need to have a little moment of silence for this piece of garbage. Uh, it's such a bad port. I just wanted to mention it because it's just worth mentioning. You may not know it by looking at it. You should be able to because, boy, the 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 lack of animation frames that alone. Yes. Uh, yes. When they didn't need to, clearly that device was very capable of not only reproducing what the SNES and the Genesis were doing, but improving on it. And they just, it was garbage. So bad. Yeah. But and again, what's, what's sad is uh, the, the Mike, Mike Dietz, 
the animator who also did uh, worked with with uh, David Perry many times before working on like Aladdin and different things. He, yeah. They they used two D animation, and then they brought that into the computer. And the Genesis was the perfect thing for that for how they were doing it because Genesis can display quickly a lot of sprites on screen, and so they had it easy going in as easy as you could make it anyway. Yeah, uh, at the time making this game and it was perfectly at home at the Genesis. And then they made the SNES version, but they also made this game boy advanced thing with the, They didn't make it. I'm sorry. Uh, another developer made this thing yeah. and they just didn't get. No, they the, could have, which should have been no problem. It, it should have been fine. We're talking like 2000 and when that came out Oh four. Yeah. I would think that the GBA from everything that I've seen from the GBA, I love it. I think it's got some of the best titles I've ever seen on any system ever. Yeah. However, and some of the I, best ports, I, some of the best Genesis yeah. SNES era ports are on that thing. Um, there's no reason this had to be that bad. No, thousands, thousands of frames of animation is what we're talking about here on Earthroom Gym, and we're probably looking at like three. It's, <laughs> it's really it's, embarrassing. It's not that bad, but it's still pretty bad. It's pretty yeah. rough. Brian was talking about it earlier, and I'm like, oh, I thought that one was good, and what I was thinking of was not that. That's not the game I yeah, played. That's not but I did one. play this one, which sounded a little better. Check this out. As you can hear, here's a little comment. The uh, sequel, the follow-up, Earthworm Gem 2, a little more bombastic, a little louder. Yeah, yeah. A less, uh, little less subdued. A little than the prior less. Game. So now this is the, the now are you listening to the special edition or are you moved on to Earthworm Gem 2? That's Earthworm Gem. We, we'll get to special in a second. I kind of yeah, put yeah, it yeah, backwards. Okay, okay. But this one yeah, has, yeah. Uh, this one is, um, what am I trying to say? This was originally also on Genesis and Super Nintendo at that point simultaneous, I think, right? Yeah, they 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 planned this one out part two to go to both consoles uh, after the success with porting to every freaking console in the universe in the first one. So yeah, they knew uh, what they wanted this time. And I love some of the mechanics we're looking at right now at this thing where he if he shoots dirt, right? Uh, he creates ground or he sh- sorry shoots uh, dirt that's like up in the ceiling. It comes down and adds to the ground dirt. Which yeah. makes him be able to get to taller, higher positions because of that. That's really weird looking for an old game like this. Like it, it is. Yeah, it's kind of like Dig Dug or something. This is level two called Lorenzo's Soul. Yeah, uh, or so, soil. soil, soil, Lorenzo's soil, like but, oil. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he it's like you said. He's uh, Earthworm Jim now. Instead of whipping his head, he's got he's got snot with him. Yeah, uh, all new animations, and he is he is blasting his way. Uh, through dirt, and right now he's fighting ants to to save some babies. Uh, but there's each each level basically has <laughs> he's fighting gimmick. ants to save some babies. I just want to pause on he's that for a second. What a dumb thing to hear, but it's great. That is what right. He's doing. It's, it's true. It's yeah. true. And so each level of this game has like a gimmick, kind of like Cool Spot did back in the day. But uh, yes, yeah, so th- it's it's not all like this. This is more time based, where you have only one weapon. You don't have a multiple tude, multiple tude, multiple tude. Sure, a multiple. You we didn't have multiple <laughs> weapons. You just had the one, which was the which was the Earth Eater, I yeah. suppose. Whatever this is, yeah. But that but that made it unique because the first game was you know you use that pistol a lot, and uh, yeah, this game's like, hey, what if you had other stuff? Which what is why I think it would do really game? well today. There's so many creative ways you could take a, a even a 2D platformer these days 
Um, right. I'm reminded of those. I know you don't like Rayman as a character, but those newer <laughs> Rayman games are amazing. They're so yeah, good. I think, I think we oversell the fact that I the the problem with uh, Rayman is the fact that I, I can't stand uh, that he, he doesn't have, you know, actual legs and arms. He just has hands and feet. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, legs and arms are literally like two lines yeah. in, in art. I mean, it's literally like it's just parallel lines. It's super easy. I don't understand why they can't do it. But then I'm okay with uh, a worm who's wearing a super space suit. And mm-hmm. I guess he's controlling it with his mind. Is mm-hmm. that how that works? Mm-hmm. There's some kind of uh, space energy, basically. Yeah. Now, what what drove the um, what drove the fact that they wanted to do this special edition in '95? Was it the fact that they were like, "Hey, what if we had real sound in this next one?" Well, you that's know. the thing. Yes. So, Earthworm Jim got in '94, uh, and then the special edition in '95. They were still trying to port it some some places. You got to remember, 1995. We're now seeing the PlayStation coming about. We're seeing these new systems. Well, we had the Sega CD before we get there, so we got the Sega CD we can use and the Windows 95, which means you can use what's called Redbook Audio, which sounds freaking amazing. I don't know if you have the ability or have I do. queued up. I do right here. Old, you want to hear it? The original audio music versus the new audio music, but oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's the CD. It's, this, it's real orchestrated music. So, so here, listen to the difference here. So you have this on Genesis. Whoops. All right, crusty. Just kind of crusty and gross, right? But then you got this. So, you know, obviously a little more fidelity and uh, quality and all that. It's definitely we're using CDs, so we've got we've got multimedia finally. So yeah. we're doing that, and we got all new backgrounds for the games, some improved graphics. Uh, I think even an extra level, maybe. I'm trying to remember. I think there's a uh, there's some extra extra. Was it was it what was it like? Uh, those remix CD audio soundtrack and a thousand more frames of in-game animation. That part is very noticeable. Level. You can see the 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 increase in animation almost immediately. Yeah, and uh, I was so I would really be nice. so excited about this back in the day yeah i was too i remember being only slightly crestfallen when i played it because i was like oh it's that first game i played the shit out of and yeah it does look better but it's really just that again so if you played that to that death, again. you know you're you're kind of you kind of played it you're kind of done right yeah you get like uh you get an extra little uh level there and some more animation and some nice audio and that's pretty much it but did you see the one uh, where they they released well they released this one through I think through the Sega channel as well but there was like uh, they had the they had a, a contest as well called the Great Earthworm Gym Race Mm-mm. and it was just uh, it was it was it had a secret room uh, and when you and and you had to find the room and uh, by it, the first two hundred players who found it you get a password well, I guess everybody get a password but the first two hundred people that got the password and then called the toll free number. They were awarded prizes, oh, like wow. artwork of Earthworm Jim, and also from the toy line, which is what started this whole thing to begin with. Playmate was uh, was still, you know, enjoying their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, deal, yeah. and they wanted more, and that's what prompted them to give money uh, to to start Shiny and uh, to create their own IP here. So. Yep. Yep. And it could have been, car- well, I think there were attempts at cartoons, weren't there? I kind of remember there was, there was There was a cartoon of this. Yeah. Uh, 95 and 96, I believe. Two yeah. seasons worth of 
Earthworm Jim, which had an amazing uh, a cappello uh, intro. If you've ever get a chance to listen to it, it tells oh, I got to hear that about Earth, Earthworm Jim. So hold on just, a second, uh, I got no you, music you, at all. It's just I need to hear this business. This is <laughs> Earth, Earthworm see. Jim cartoon intro. I think is probably going to get you there. Uh, the fastest I should have probably put that in there no no no. it's all good all right so here we go i'm gonna play a little bit of this chat you guys can hear it as well uh let's see gr intro and i'm not sure what gr means but here it is oh whoops let me go back i've heard without music this is good too oh is this different that's probably the official one Here comes Earthworm Jimmy, know that he's a mighty one. You know what? I kind of want to watch this cartoon now, and I don't know why. It looks super dumb. If you like the Animaniacs and that kind of stuff from that time frame, this is for you. This is for you. Okay, here's another intro. Is this the one? Oh my gosh, not that. Which one did I hear today? It had no music at all. Despite his great big muscles and his really big ray gun, Jim is still an earthworm, but then he's the only one. <laughs> now, that's the way I remember it. Okay. But the one I heard day was no music. So, interesting. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Let's see if I can find it. All right. I, I would I would watch that just to get it out of my life, you know? Never watch yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. So, you could say that you've seen the earthworm Jim. Yeah, but the attempt was there to, like, go nuts and create a thing and make it big. And uh, they tried. They tried real hard. Yeah. And I think they just... I don't know. The nineties were the nineties were a crowded mascot video game time. Right. And if you wanted to get noticed and be the hot new thing, boy, you had to fight against some big juggernaut stuff like Sonic and Mario and uh many more after that. And if you wanted to, you know, to go from zero to massive merch uh yes. gigantic thing, you could try, but you probably ended up like Earthworm Jim. You had a nice attempt, a lot of money was spent. <laughs> But it yes. ended up not really working out in the end. And that's what ended up. It seemed like every time I was reading stories about Earthworm Jim, uh, David Perry, uh, Doug Tenapple. I'm always saying it wrong. Tenapple. Uh, he's the one that's in trouble, they, by the way. So, okay, you know guy, what? Let me get the opening thing of the show out of my head real quick. I have for okay. years and years and years and years. I was told once that Dave Perry did some mean, nasty stuff. And right. I didn't even know what it was. It was like harassment or it was something. This was years ago, forever ago. Right, right. And I had that in my head the whole time. So anytime any conversation about Dave Perry came up, I'm like, oh, so, but so, such too bad that he turned out to be such a turd. And I just had this in my head. Yeah. It's, I got the wrong guy. Yeah. It's this probably turd. Because you heard, you probably heard, because the headlines usually read, creator of Earthworm Jim. Yeah. Yeah, is, is uh, I assigned is, it to is him. Is in hot water again, or has you yeah? Because he was, and it wasn't just once. It was like a bunch of times. There were some podcast yeah. episodes that came out. There was like all this stuff, right? And every time I'd go, oh, creator of Earthworm Jim, pff, Dave Perry, what are you doing? Nope, right? Is this other turd pole guy, whatever his name is? What's his name? Doug uh, Doug uh, Tinapple 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 is is T E N N A P E L I yeah. So yeah, he's. He's in a little trouble right it, now. It's, it's, it's weird because if you read interviews with a lot of people, it's like he, people always have nice things to say about him. But then he has his own line persona, which is kind of like the the puppy, the, the Jekyll and Hyde that's in the uh, the puppy the uh, in the Earthworm Jim. Oh, the one that um, changes into a big yeah yeah. yeah the tur- he's kind of like him. It's like Peter Puppy is is like him in real life because mm. everybody it like 
everybody interviewed is like, oh, yeah, he's a nice guy. He'll do anything for you, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, he gets online. He's all like, uh, he gets very. Uh, <laughs> he gets he gets rotten. Oh, we don't want to get gets, into specifics because yeah, we don't we don't care to air his specifics, but he gets it gets a little no. rotten. And so I, I just want to say there's a lesson in this. The lesson is. Get your facts straight or else you may have an idea in your head and you hold it for years. That is just wrong. And I had mine just yes, factually yes. incorrect. So I feel stupid yeah, about yeah. it. But, but it's, uh, it's, yeah. it's a fair point, though, because uh, I was thinking about this the other day. This is not really retro as much as just me thinking. But I'm like, you know what the problem is with, for, with Twitter? And maybe, you know, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed that they're going with more characters and stuff. But I do know that the appeal of Twitter for the longest time for me was sometimes I just like to read the headlines. Yeah. Uh, even if I don't click on anything, I feel like I've learned something if I just read the headlines. And Twitter was really good about just giving you the hot points. Yep. And I'm sure I probably did the same thing too. It probably said creator of Earthworm Jim, you know, does something turdy. And then I went, oh, David Perry, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's, that's on me for reading headlines to begin with. I shouldn't matter of fact, you know what? I'm not even blaming myself because Twitter's really bad about just giving me those headlines. Even when I'm not looking for them, they're on my sidebar over there while I'm trying to read my nice friendly posts from people. And over on the right hand side is it's like I said, earthworm Jim, uh, butthole or, you know, butt for head, <laughs> butt for head, <laughs> butt yeah. for head. I like and that. I'm like, ah, yeah, it's annoying. But anyway, I'm over yeah. it now. I'm over it, everybody. I'm over it. Yeah, yeah. So David Perry, as far as we know, as far as we know, he seems to be an okay guy. Yeah, he and seems it, fine. Yeah. He seems fine. Yeah. We're not gonna make assumptions about anybody up or down. All well, right. Plus, if I thought that if plus if I thought that Earthworm Jim was completely and I looked a little bit before I started doing the Earthworm Jim, if I thought it was just all Doug Tenupple, if I thought it was all his effort. I probably would go, eh, we'll probably skip this one. Yeah. But considering how, you know, this the 10 people or more of hugely, ta- of just a monumental talent, all the way from Mike Deese, the animator who brought Earthworm to Jim to, to life, mm-hmm. uh, Tommy uh, Tallarico, I believe it is, who has just, like this amazing music for Earthworm Jim, David Perry, who just, just wanted just a great level designer, platforming, designing guy. There's just a ton of great talent here. Plus, you don't even need these people. What you need is ownership of the IP, and then you have some amazing, talented indie team that already makes amazing, polished uh, side scrollers. They've got like you know multiple awesome things under their belt. You give it to them; they build the game. Everybody's happy. That's what you do. And you can tell Ten Apple just not don't come in. Hey Ten, hey Ten Apple, don't come in. Don't come in. Stay over there. Like I said. I don't know any of these people. All I know is what I've read on the internet. And I know that just about everybody is a butthole on Twitter. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's part of being on Twitter, like, being a butthole. I I'm sure he's a butthole. It's like I said, I'm not excusing him for what he did. Cause if, if, if you're offended by what he did, you should be offended. If he hurts your feelings, you should have your, you should feel that way. You should be mad at him. Absolutely agree. Sure. Why not? Absolutely, uh, uh, but I'm just yeah. saying, keep him out of the room. Go ahead and make your game. Yeah, keep him out of there. Look, he's got his money. Goodness. He'll get his money if he's still got a stake yeah. in it. He'll get Actually, his money. He I don't need think to- any of these people are getting any money at all. To be honest with you, <laughs> I don't know what happened. These guys were really good at creating stuff, but I don't think they were the best business people because it seemed like every time I was reading the story, it was always a dead end. 
It's like, oh, David uh, finally got Earthworm Jim back in his hands. Oh, but oh, it slipped you know, through like so. This company just yeah. didn't have any. They were out of money. Atari mm-hmm. was out of money. Oh no! Or you know, this person got bought out, and it's like, oh, it's just that was the story of their life. Tim, like. Tim, uh, Tim uh, sorry, uh, Dave Perry's got all that Geiku, Geika, Geike money. How do you say it? Yeah, Geike money. Yeah, He's I don't just, even know. Is there, is there money in that? Did he make a good deal oh, there? He made oh, a, He did. sold that to Sony for many millions. Yeah, so he's fine. Um, he's fine, and he may then not just, be in that. Then big of a go, rush. go wrestle that Earthworm Jim back from uh, in television, Amico. It's freaking—they're desperate right now. Yeah, they got it in that freaking fire sale they had for Interplay, right? Where yeah, everybody yeah. bought everything at like totally low prices. He should have bought it then. Maybe you couldn't yep. then. I don't know. Yeah, but Interplay, man. I forgot how much Interplay was doing. They had uh, oh, back they when back the when um, uh, Blizzard was called Silicon and Synapse before right. they were called Blizzard. They were they, they were publishing everything they were doing on consoles. That was all Interplay. Interplay was big. Yeah, Interplay was huge, which is kind of which is kind of what disappoints me the most. I'm like, oh no, you sold Earthworm Jim to basically the maybe the EA of the time, maybe not that big, but still, yeah. it's just like, oh no, they're not going to take care of Jim, and sure enough. They didn't take care. They took care of Jim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's true. Speaking of taking care of things, Earthworm Jim 2, the 32-bit version of that, which came yes. out on DOS, Saturn, and PSX, uh, was a little weird. It had all the other enhancements except for that Lorenzo soil level thing. Yeah. It's in every sad. other version of the game. It's not in that one. Why? Right. And this is and this is a better, just like we had talked about with the special edition, this is essentially the special edition of Earthworm Jim 2. Yeah. Uh, and it came to the PlayStation only in Europe. We didn't get it here in the U.S. We did get the Saturn version, and I did look at the Saturn version. Oh, my God, it looks really freaking good. Mm-hmm. I almost felt gypped that I played it on the Genesis, but it pretty much plays the same other than, once again, we get the Red Book audio, a little more animation, mm-hmm. but we lose out on the Lorenzo Soy, which is one of the, the, the I think, is, is a lot of fun. I really like it. I don't know why they couldn't make that part work, but they just didn't make it work. I agree. I agree. I especially like this mini game where you got to put a bunch of pigs on a platform and make the weight go down. Isn't that great? <laughs> there's a lot of... There's uh, so there's a lot of farm stuff, farm humor in this uh, second Earthworm Jim, and you end up carrying a lot of farm animals like pigs uh, to solve environmental puzzles. Uh, cows later on, cows play a big part in the Earthworm Jim series. If you've never noticed, like in in between screens, mm-hmm. when you're going from one level to the next, you'll get this, <laughs> you'll get these couple of cows standing around, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you you're doing it. You had a good, you know, good job. That it's very absurdist. It's, it's weird. It's ridiculous. Yeah, very absurdist. Yeah, You're right. that's like you said. It's that era, especially the John K sort of, you know, Ren and Stimpy era. Although let's not yeah. talk about John K. He's got his own issues. <laughs> <sighs> what is it with animators? Like brilliant, smart animators. Why do the guy? Why? Why is him Justin Roiland now? Like what a mess. Cut it out, you guys. Quit it, being weird. It's uh, it's it's a it's just a tale old as as time, man. You you see these guys. Who had who found success uh, very quickly? Went from being nobodies to being somebodies, and just feeling like they could do anything they wanted. And as young young people, they just yeah morons, morons. morons. You know what? It's okay if you're young and you mess up. And when I mean young, I mean like in your twenties, thirties, even. It's okay if you mess up. If you can own up to it and make some growth from it. 
going to be okay. Yeah, but try not but to mess up in a way that really that adversely affects others' lives around right. you. Try not to do but that. But if yes, please try not to do that. Yeah. But then don't double down. That's what a lot of these guys do. It seems <laughs> like it's like they double down. It's like no. Yeah, they no. like their they like their lifestyle of doing whatever they want. You know, yeah. even if yeah. some of the things they want to do are a little skeevy and weird. Uh, speaking of skeevy and weird, let's jump to the 3D realm, you guys. This is when things got real weird. Here's some of that. There is only one ego for this job, and it's a really big one. He's talking about Earthworm Jim, but now in 3D. Uh, this is the N64 thing. Uh, it also was on, let's see, where else would it show up? The Windows, I guess. Um, what an ugly game, Brian. I'm here to tell you. Yeah, I played you. this on the N64, and what an ugly game, Scott. Woo! Woo! I mean, I there's a lot about the early 3D stuff, um, and the, this, the stream I'm showing you folks at home right now is not even fair because this is a widescreen version with some mods on the N64 version to make it look better. Yeah. So this is a little higher resolution, a little bit less crappy, but it's so freaking bad. It plays bad. It, the yeah. physics are bad. I don't like this game at all. And it really, really bums me out because there was, again, an opportunity here to get the right talented people involved and make a really rad thing. And they just, it's our, bad. Our, tr- our transition into 3D was a very painful one. And we lost some beloved characters and IPs along the way. And Earthworm Jim was a casualty for sure. This game was in production hell for like four years uh, at first, the original idea wasn't even what you're looking at right now, which is him in like some kind of chicken coop. Uh, oh, that's right. He has Earthworm Jim has four brains, as earthworms do. Yeah, uh, and he is he's been I think he's been flattened by a cow if you remember the story correctly. Uh, and and he's he's actually his super ego. He's inside of his brain trying to resolve. He's trying to collect his marbles. Right pun puns yeah uh and so he's trying to collect his marbles and that's what's going on here in the in the backstory the original uh pitch for this the original story that they were going with which is closer to what david perry and and those guys really officially first approved and said yeah that's good you guys are doing good keep moving what you got was going to be like uh earthroom gym like in a western Mm -hmm. and that's the reason why i think there's some western music in this thing I, i kept thinking why they got western music in this game it's weird but uh it, it eventually just if four years of production to hell, they could never quite get out of the door because they had feature creep every time they turned around. Uh, the the uh, the studios interplay was asking the developers to also put it on the PlayStation yep. and put it on here and put it on there. And it's like, but we we can't, we can't even get it running <laughs> on the N64. Yeah. Give us a minute. And so it it just it was just one of those things that got it got pushed and pushed and pushed and finally they just had to they had to ship it out the door, yeah. uh, and it it looks like it's it plays like a tech demo. Once I once I understood that, I, it made sense to me. Once I knew the production history, I was like, yeah, this seems like a tech demo. It does seems play. Like they, that's a great way of playing. I haven't even thought about it that way, but uh, having yeah. played a, a bit of it this week, it plays like a tech demo. You're not wrong. Yeah, and I you could get, not you get play a for ways very long. long. You're like, oh, okay, so I see the potential here. But it's nowhere near finished. No, not even and close. there's some neat ideas like some this one right here. I like this mechanic of you got to get that gerbil to to move a little bit on his wheel so that my underwear gets pulled down the line a little bit because right. he's got to get his underwear back. I mean, there's some stuff in here to to maybe s- salvage, but 
in a time when Mario 64 existed, P- Crash Bandicoot to a lesser degree, like there were there were impressive 3D platforming games that were going to define the next uh 20 years really yeah. of 3D platforming and this this they just couldn't do it. No. There was a lot of up. wide open spaces and just repetitive gameplay. Uh, and it, it suffered from all the things that all other early 3D games did, just like Mario 64. You know, the camera was a problem um, with characters always getting in the way of the camera. Same thing here. You had all those typical problems you was having with early 3D, but you also had a rush product. And like I said, I, there was moments where I was like, oh, okay, I see where they were going here. Mm-hmm. This is kind of this is kind of neat, and I'm enjoying seeing Earthworm Jim in, in 3D, even if his little helicopter thing he does, like when he... When he flies in, like in the first Earthen Gym, he uh, he's not using a snot. He's snot in the second one, but right. here he has he's got to fly with his with his uh, with his little whip. His whirly whip, and uh, yeah, it's just so short and stubby. And I'm like, oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, yeah. They, this is not it's not good for the characters overall like vibe. Everything about right. this game is really disappointing. Although he does his final nemesis in this game is called Earthworm Kim. Which yes. uh, I'm going to tell I my love. wife about later and say, "Hey, yeah, you know what? This had going some really on? great. The this whole series had some great, uh, great moments as well. I I liked a lot of the uh, the bosses, the boss fights and stuff. They were always, you know, Psycho, uh, your your main antagonist through most of the uh, the first and second game. But you also have like uh, we talked earlier about Peter Puppy and uh, oh God Earthworm Jim Two. That that puppy love thing that goes in between each is like every so many levels mm-hmm. you got to like catch the puppy on mm-hmm. like a marshmallow yeah. and bounce him and if you don't then he turns rabid yeah uh, like yeah and I'm like oh that was just I, I played a little bit of that and I was just so done with that part I just kind of skip <laughs> skip through it I'm like you okay, have I, to I have, you have to fast forward that if you, if you can yeah. if you're mo- if you're uh, I I, you, yeah, I was playing on RetroArch, so I had some I had some cheats that I that I ran on yeah, a couple of those. That's the only way to do it. But not for I got my retro achievements. Oh, good. Dot org, by the way. Good for you. I didn't turn cheats on until after they turn off hardcore mode after that. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna cheat a little bit. All right. Well, would you would you be surprised to hear me say one of the better versions of the game is a little Game Boy color game called Earthworm Jim Menace to the Galaxy? Yeah, kind it's of, it's a it's uh it doesn't it almost doesn't seem canon, but it is it's fun. It's Crave Entertainment, right? Yeah, I Crave mean, makes good platformers, and yeah. this is you know this is an attempt right. to bring some of that back. Uh, it's a little more straight platformy though. Like, yeah, here we are doing Mario type shit. It sounded a little like this, <laughs> kind of what you expect from a game like this, right? This is a Game yeah. Boy after all. Um, but he's just jumping around the city or the various environments, collecting what are those donuts? This is the one I didn't play. I, coins, I think, and you have to deposit them in the toilet. I forget exactly the theme. This is the probably the least Earthworm Jimmy of all the Earthworm gems. Essentially, your Earthworm Jim in in a city and you're collecting stuff. And yeah, platforming. it's just in a, a, in a basic, it's basic. Way. Sure, I yeah. I like it for, and I haven't played it in years. Okay, I didn't play it this week. Yeah. I meant to, but. Uh, what I liked about it was it seemed to push the limits of your typical Game Boy color. It looked real good. Yeah, did look um, good. And it was a competent side-scrolling tiny screen platformer. Yeah. It got if the job done. For a, if you're looking for a platformer, this is not bad. If you're looking for Earthworm Jim, you might be a little disappointed. Yeah. It's still it's better than, than the Jim. GBA port, though. Better than that. Oh, God. Everything's better than those things. It's a horrible... I don't know who the company is that did those, but everything they <laughs> there ever There was one ported. that was like... Uh, 
and what was a Dutch company, I think, and what was a Russian company, they both were pushed for time and because uh, the ports had to be out very quickly. And I'm like, why? This is a great IP and this is a great platform. Uh, Interplay, what are you doing? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, stop it. What's up with you? What's wrong with you, Interplay? Well, now we know what's wrong mm. with them. They were putting out garbage and went away as a result. They're gone. Yeah, they're gone now. Poof. How could you go from one of like the biggest publishers of the era to nothing? How do you do yeah. that? bad decisions i guess so man a lot of bad decisions and i know they weren't you know alone there were others like that i'm trying to think like a claim uh midway yeah uh can't think of others oh thq is a famous one a little more recent but yeah but at least thq spawned thq nordic which bought a bunch of that ip and is done right by it yes um so it can be done what is i don't know man i know i'm not in this business other than one a person to commentate on it, but there are times where I'm right. just blown away by the stupidity of it. Yeah, it's. I guess a lot of it's just is is big dreams meets uh, you know the reality of of public interest and finances. It's just it's tough. Yeah, tough businessman. Good, good, tough. Good way of putting it. Uh, anyway, that is Earthworm Jim. Menace to the Galaxy, menace which is riffing on and Menace the, to Society. So enjoy. Yeah, the Menace to the Galaxy. And they and they put the two in that so that they could indicate that there was a Game Boy and Game Boy Color Earthworm Gym release, which was what, two? Which one was it that they released on that? It might have been, ah, uh, it was the, maybe the first one. Well, the Game anyway, Boy, the original indicate, Game Boy game had, uh, or there was a Game Boy black and white Game Boy game just called right. Earthworm Gym, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's kind of what they were trying to try yeah. to be clever. That one was but, also but you, okay. There was nothing too wrong yeah. with that. No, nah. but if you wanted that some was color, fine. But yeah, yeah. Game Boy Advance, like me and me and me and Scott agree with that. Though it's just like, mm-mm. no, mm-mm. they screwed up, dude. Because I mean, yeah. honestly, that machine is home to some of the greatest remaster yeah. reissues of all time. We There's know no that excuse. Is capable of. We've yeah. seen it. No excuse for what they did. None. We saw what they did to Kirby, Shame one of the most you. brilliant uh, pay-it-forward Kirby experiences of all time. You yeah. couldn't do Earthworm Jim? Give me a freaking break. That was 10 Give years. Give me a break. Give me a break. I surely deserve it. I finally <laughs> made it to the top. All right. <laughs> that is it for our Earthworm Jim coverage. And if you've got your own thoughts, feelings, stories about all that, let us know. 801 cartoon coming out. Oh, there is? What? Really? Yeah. There, 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 there's been trailers anyway. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. I, 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 Hold on. Yeah. I, I need to know more about this. There's a trailer. It's right? supposed to be. Yeah, there's supposed to be. There's like a bunch of teaser trailers on YouTube between. Uh, it's supposed to. It's kind of one of those things coming soon, but you know everything with the COVIDs. I don't know if that kind of put a break on it or if Earthworm Jim is trying to, you know, uh, surface again, but he's just not able to. Or oh, look, to tie it. they're going like with this 2.5D bit. This looks great. Yeah, it's, it looks like a lot of fun. It it make great commercials with nothing else. I like you know what? Get that going. I'd watch this. I would totally watch this. Yeah, look at this. Up. And also that would that tells you what they could pull off in a modern game engine right here. Like, yeah, man. And wrestle me. that freaking IP from the freaking television. Yeah, get that on. Get that Come done. In television, they shouldn't own anything but in television. Right. Here's what they should, the they, 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 they should own. They should own. They're gonna. They should own all things in television and dumb game pads that are shaped like phones with dials on them. That's what they should do. That's it. They they had these dreams of becoming a uh, you know a con. They they want to bring, but no, it's just is is past. the The time is past. No one is interested. It's kind. It's just let it go, man. It's time to. It's time to just let it go. 
We all we all there lose. We all lose. Yeah. Um. Oh. Hold on a second. Is there an update on this? No, it's still. I guess it's still in limbo. Whatever's going on with that, we don't know. Right. I want that to be great. Now I'm annoyed. I do too. I'm even more annoyed now that this exists because I don't see it. It's not done. <laughs> oh, let's talk about Factor. I like Factor quite a bit. And uh, I think you might like Factor also. All right. So let me tell you about Factor. Are you too busy to cook? Well, with Factor, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up. Factor Fresh Never Frozen Meals are ready to heat and eat. Just two minutes. All you have to do is heat those things up and enjoy them. Get America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit and start saving time, eating well, and living your best year ever. In fact, we can go right now. Factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your box. It's really that simple, and it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals. You know, to help you get the fullest out of your keto, your calorie smart, your vegan and veggie world, whatever it is you're doing. Are you doing Protein Plus? Oh, good. Those options are part of the menu as well. They're all prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 36-plus sweet smoothies, juices, and more satisfying add-ons. The smoothies are particularly good. Good Factor enjoy clean eating without any of the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door. Ready in two minutes. No prep, no mess. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code retro50 at factormeals.com slash retro50 to get 50% off your first box. All right, that's it for that. Now we're going to play a game. Destroy it. (laughs) Time to play Guess My Game. Yes, that's right. Where you play audio from an old-ass game and we try to guess what each other brought to the table. Today I will begin with one. Uh, Here are your details. This is the Sega Genesis version of the game. I will say it appeared elsewhere, but I'll start with that. 1993 is the release date, and that's all you're going to get for now. 1993 on the Sega Genesis. Uh, it made it to there was ports later, but this is where we're starting. This is where we're starting. It may have been somewhat simultaneous on the SNES, but I don't, I don't it may know. have been simultaneous ports. It doesn't tell me anything. All right, play me some audio. Here we go. <laughs> sounds familiar. Kick it. Kick it. Oh, I know what this is. What is this? I know, I love the music, though. It's one of my favorite games of that time. Is that amazing soundtrack? So good. It is. Uh, Let me give you another hint. Um, This was... Oh, speaking of Interplay, this was published by Interplay back then. I'll give you another hint. It was programmed by Silicon and Synapse. Oh. 
you need any more I hints. I know what this is. Is it Bucky O'Hare? <laughs> no, it is not Bucky O'Hare. Is that your answer? <laughs> no, but for some reason, that's all I can see in my mind for some reason. Why is that? That's I don't know. Weird. I don't know. That is weird, I would say. Even though I know that's not right. Well, it is. Okay, I'll give you one more hint. Um, the characters from this game, three right. of them. There are three, three characters years. in this game. Okay, Genesis. Uh, they Genesis. appear in modern a modern game today that the same company currently has on the market. So you can choose these characters. It's not the same game, but these characters appear in a modern game. Interesting. Uh, is it... And you can also I'll say There's this. Three of them? I'll say this. This company I'm referring to has a compilation of all their classic games now that you can go buy as a complete package on and PC three and characters. console. Yes, this game has three consoles. Uh, Battletoads? Incorrect. Do you give up? Yeah, give it to me. The answer is Lost Vikings. The Lost, Lost Vikings. Vikings. Uh, that see, game is I know great. I play it. Let me take a look. Formerly uh, Silicon and Synapse, also today known as Blizzard uh, I Entertainment. I should have known it when you said that. That's, uh, of course. Yep, that's them. Uh, uh, of course. That I'll, was Blizzard. I always think of that as Blizzard, but it wasn't Blizzard yet. It wasn't was them it? yet. Nope. They just changed their yeah. name not long after that. But uh, Interplay, Interplay, which at the uh, time they also did Rock and Roll Racing. Interplay also published that. Yes. Um, yes. All that stuff is tied up in Interplay Publishing, but they own the rights to it all. So their compilation they have now is... Uh, I played the crap out of this. That's the reason why it sounded familiar. Dude, I love Lost Vikings. One and two, I both great games. So really good. good. All right. Well, let's see Did if I you can stop me. I played this on the PC, though. I don't think I ever played this on the uh, Genesis. I think I played this. Well, one. it definitely came to other stuff. So, you you know. Yeah. You probably played it. I played it on Genesis for the first one. Second one, I think I played on maybe a PC. Oh, my gosh. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. And I think the second yeah. one published under the name Blizzard, I think. Oh. oh, and by the way, the oh. Vikings, what I was saying is in one of their modern games, if you play Heroes of the Storm, you can be any Heroes of the three of Vikings. The well, I shouldn't say you, I kind of cheated. You can't choose one of the three Vikings. You are all three of the Vikings. I would have never guessed anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You win. Yeah, but it's, right. a, it's a pretty unique mechanic in the game. You're kind of controlling all three. <laughs> um, all right, there's that. Hey, what? Tell me your hints here for yours, will you? Uh, also, we we must have been feeling the Genesis vibe this week. I was a few years before that, nineteen ninety one, the Sega Genesis. Ooh, yeah, so right around the same era. Might have been playing them at the same yes. time ish. Uh, let's see what we got here. I like it. I actually love this. Yeah, I love this. So good. I don't know what it is, though. Uh, more hint. Give me some genre. More hints. Yeah. Developers. Yeah. Rare. Oh, Rare made this. Yeah. I think they made the, I think they made the Genesis one. Let me double check. Let me show you. The, made the, I think that's what they made the Genesis one. Is that right? Well, Rare was doing mostly Nintendo, Nintendo stuff then, but it doesn't mean they didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That might have been, been the Nintendo one. Pick it up. all of them Maybe they i don't know what this is give Maybe me support then give me a genre hint like what what are we doing in the game ish 
Uh, let's see. Uh, how about I? What if I told you there were three characters? <laughs> Shut up! Really? Are they really? Yeah, yeah. Are we that close on our thing this week with three characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah both Genesis yeah, games, yeah. two years apart. Uh, three characters. There was a crossover they did with the Double Dragon series. The Double Dragon TV series or the Double Dragon game series? Game series. Um. Oh, also is this, a, this is not River City Ransom, is it? Oh, that's a good guess. Not it? No. Okay, give me another one. Uh, also, they did a reboot not that long ago that you could play on the uh, the, the Xbox thing there, the, the Game Pass. Oh, oh. That's how I played it. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Um, is this Battletoads? It's Battletoads. Oh, it is Battletoads. I should, oh, you know why I didn't say it earlier? It's because you had already guessed it for mine, and I yeah, thought, yeah, well, yeah. he's not going to say that. because he. <laughs> so I could have done that because I knew that was a rare joint. Okay, I didn't know they... So they... Um, I always forget that Battletoads is theirs, to be honest. Yeah, I do too. What cool music, though. I love Battletoads music. I, I like... I, I almost unapologetically like Battletoads. Almost unapologetic. I will apologize a little bit for liking it, but not much. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. Yeah. By the way, I would give... So this is me this week. This is you. All right, moving on. And we have an update too. Uh, we got uh, we got a update on our. Um, did you see the the document for mm-hmm. uh, what happened there? What'd you play? do? Yeah. What'd you, what'd you oh no, I, I didn't do it. Our our pal uh, is it? Uh, oh, why, why can't I pull it up? We have an individual in the uh, in the audience, and I can't remember their name right now. Is yeah, we just know they're individual. Right? We know they're one person. They're individual, and they've been making they've been doing the Lord's work, and yeah. I can't log into my Gmail account right now to look up their name. Uh, but he's you, been where, he's been tracking he's been tracking our our goodness. Our our uh, our guesses. Oh oh really? Yeah, and he he, he updated the document. Oh no way! I want to see this. Yeah. Where's the link? You, yeah. Did you put something in the thing here? Uh, it's just in the Play Retro uh, Gmail account. Oh oh, not in our notes here. Okay. No no no. I meant to put okay. it in our notes, and then I realized I'm not logged in. Well, you're. It's just you're a slacker ass, and uh, it's fine. I know. What am I going to do? Totally fine. Um. Okay. Here it is. Let's see. Updated guesses. Here it is. I'm looking. I'm looking. Uh, this is, by the way, uh, sorry, I had his name. There it is. Stan K. Stan. We'll call him Stan man. K. Yeah. Uh, Stan K is stank. Stank. I <laughs> wonder if he's got that, if he should, if he has a nickname. All right. Oh, my gosh. He has every single one of these. Yes. Well, Doing since, the Lord's work. Since episode one, I guess. Um, yeah. Oh, this is great. Dude. This is great. Why I love people that keep track of data that I don't think is important. Yeah. Because yeah. now I do. Now I think it's important. <laughs> did I do Blackthorn? I did. I almost picked that again. Whoops. Have I doubled anything? Oops. Let's see. I don't think I doubled anything. I think so far we've both been unique with our picks. Yeah, we have. And I, like I said, I used that today. I was like, oh, Battletoads. I'm like, oh, did we do Battletoads? I think we did Battletoads. I'm like, no, we didn't. It Ooh, does. It does do feel like we need, to, we need to get we need to get Bommy is is if he's not doing enough work with Quicksack uh, <laughs> dot li and different things and all the other crap he does for us, we need to get him to to access this database. It, it does <laughs> feel it does feel like it, if there was one we'd already done, it would be Battletoads for some reason. 
Yeah, way. yeah. And I thought, I'm like, oh, we probably did that one. Like, no, we did do it. Okay. Yeah, this is great. I'm using it this week. Very cool indeed. All right. Well, thank you for that, uh, Stank. We're going to call you that. Stank. 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 You did a good job. All right. Time for some of this business. Welcome to the Treasure Room. Y'all, we got emails and texts and stuff. All right. So just sit back and relax. By the way, you can send us voicemails. I want to, I keep forgetting to mention this on this show, but if you want to send us a voicemail, you use the same number as you leave texts uh, for us, but you just leave a voicemail. Super simple. 801-471-0462. You can also text us there, of course, and playretroshow at gmail.com, wherein we got an email from Paul from the UK who says, hold on, I'm choking over here. Hey, Scott and Brian, really love the show. So thank you both for the tips. Trips, rather, down memory lane you promote. Mm. Well, thank you. Uh, would you ever uh, cover the Wing Commander series? Love the original mm. on the SNES and then parts three and four with full acting cast uh, with Luke Skywalker, Gimli, and Biff Tannen. <laughs> I love that these yes. are, you are a person of my mind where you use character yeah. names instead of the actors. I do that all the time. I love it. <laughs> uh, from other th- from stuff that isn't this, right? You have to pull it from right. other, other things. I absolutely love that. Anyway, would love to hear you guys' thoughts and experiences. Thanks for everything you do. Paul from the UK. Well, Paul, I think we do. We owe some time to Wing Commander for sure. I think um, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think I don't, it won't be this next week, but it may be soon. My first Wing Commander game was was the 3DO game. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Prior to that, I didn't play any of that stuff. So for me, this would be a really good dip into the really ancient. I business. have never had any experience with a 3DO. No friend. Nothing. No relative. No store. Oh. Nobody anywhere near me has ever introduced me to a 3do i bought a 3do because of road rash that was the reason yeah it's a good reason road rash on 3do i thought anyway it was really cool it had an awesome soundtrack uh had like all these grunge bands um uh who did chris cornell sing for my brain just went dead well he he sang for a couple of people but soundgarden was soundgarden is who i'm thinking of it was full of soundgarden so break this rusty cage all that stuff yeah Break this rusty cage and Spoon Man and all that. They played that during that that great, amazing game. Anyway, I bought it for that. FIFA and what was the other hot deal? Oh, uh, the 3DO game. I talk about it on the show all the time. Now I forgot it. We uh, Did we even cover it? We may have. Hmm. The one where the... Uh, and you're like tanks and ships and helicopters and stuff. <laughs> Something attack or whatever it was. I love those games, but this 3DO was was doomed. It was doomed, but I had one. It never stood a chance. I traded with to a friend for something cool. I can't remember what it was. By the time it kind of run its course, he was like, oh, I'll trade you. And I traded him for something. Don't remember what it was. Anyway, um, yeah, we should do that. Let's do some Wing Commander business in the future. We also got a couple of texts. This one uh, came to us from, uh, let's see, does he have a name? He may not. It says, hi, Scott and Brian. He spelled your name with a Y. Is that offensive? Or how do you Sweet. Know it all. I love it. Okay. That way he'll never accidentally spell my name brain. That's right. You'll never I've, never be brain. Seen, I've never seen anybody spell brain with a Y, so perfect. Yeah. Some people call me snot. Just kidding. It's not. It says, I love the show and I don't I don't even game anymore, but I love hearing about the games of my childhood. Just sending a text because our phone numbers are so similar. He must be in 801 mm-hmm. time zone. He says, then he leaves this with this joke, which is what I really wanted to share. He says, why doesn't Pac-Man use Twitter? He doesn't like being followed. <laughs> Get it? I always feel like yeah. somebody's telling dad jokes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Love it. That's pretty great. Thank you for that. Yeah. We got one more from Tyler in Boise, Idaho, who says, hey, guys, I just listened Please. to the Aliens episodes of, uh, of Play Retro and was reminded of an arcade game called Xenophobe. Oh, you don't have to remind me. Oh. I love yeah. Xenophobe. That was great. Uh, the baddies in that game were definitely inspired by the Xenomorphs. The player yes. characters looked like Star Trek characters. Look it up. I spent a lot of quarters in that weird game. Uh, please keep, keep up the great work. And uh, I really enjoy the show. Tyler. Yeah, dude. Oh. That game ate a bunch of my quarters back in the day. I also found it legitimately scary uh, for the time. I mean, now yeah. I'd laugh. And at I it. almost mentioned it during our Aliens coverage but we I, we yeah there's gotta be another way to attack that one that's rope, a good that's rope a good that one in yeah maybe it's the it's the same so konami it was a konami developer maybe been konami directly but it was somebody who did a lot of konami published stuff and they right. did that in the arcade for konami they also did oh what um what was the basketball one they had the same the art games. style the characters looked exactly the same and it was kind of arcadey two-on-two kind of thing not, not NBA jams, right? No, it's like NBA that jam? though. Um, may have it may have it may have predated jam. Oh, okay. Oh, what's it? I can picture the cover. One on one, it was uh, basketball. It was I can called basketball. It. It was no, it wasn't. It was. It was definitely not just called basketball. Hold on. Okay, here's how we find out. We search. We find. Don't you miss? Don't you miss uh, simple rap songs like they play and bah. Skit ball, ball. Yeah. so so yeah, so yeah. basic, baby. Oh, there it is, Arch Rivals. Remember that? Oh yes, Arch Rivals. I know what you're talking about. Now. Yeah, Absolutely. those character designs identical to the dudes that were in Xenomorph or Xeno. Oh, what's you're it right. Oh, these like Mad Magazine characters. I love that car- cover art. That is yeah. fan. It's really good. Anyway, we should probably talk about that at some point. Uh, we'll, yeah, that's we'll that's a good angle. I like that. Thank you, Tyler from Boise. Yeah, did, they had to have like. Mad Magazine illustrator do that cover art for that arch rivals. I mean, that it looks is, like it, right? As some cracked slash Mad Magazine artwork I've ever seen any. It might be. Do you remember the NES game from Atari called Basket Brawl? Do you remember that? I actually do remember Basket <laughs> Brawl. What a weird thing. It is weird. It is weird. I've tried to think how we should tackle more sports stuff. Maybe we do a we do an obscure, you know, the the arcadiest of basketball games or something, and jams in there with it. I think that's a great idea. I think we should definitely do. I was yeah, that was one of the things I thought about. I was like, uh, sports games that are only kind of sports related because I was thinking about like Mario Tennis and those kind of things. I was yeah, Yeah. I love those. Pretty stoked. But I love I like I like the arcadification of sports. I'm a big fan. Yes. Those are the ones yes. I, I seek out. Uh, all right. Well, thank you guys for those messages. Again, email is playretroshow at gmail.com. Text and voicemails are 801-471-0462. Let's talk about our next discussion, which will be R-rated action star power on the NES. What is that you say? Brian, explain, because I thought this was brilliant. I can't wait. Absolutely. So I was doing some, uh, a coffee scroll had suggested me, said, hey, you know what? You got to do some movie related NES games. And I was like, okay. I took a look. There's like 40. And I was like, okay. So I was like, how can I pare this down to something we can actually manage? And I found something that seemed odd. There are tons of R rated action movies that have been uh, been converted into NES games, which seems like a d- d- conflict. It doesn't seem like that's right. So we're going to be like, looking it at... It seems to- counter to Nintendo's content uh, requirements at the time. It seems absolutely counterintuitive, but yeah. just so happens I was able to narrow it down even further with my filter because I was like, how about 
big name action star, star power, Ooh. like Total Recall, The Ooh. Terminator. We got Arnold Schwarzenegger in those. Rambo and Cliffhanger got some Stallone action. And then Hudson Hawk and Die Hard. Those are all games, Bruce Willis. Those are all games that are based on <laughs> R-rated action movies. Yeah. I think this is going to be an interesting way to see if any of these things were even faithful at all. Yeah. Will will uh, will will Bruce Willis cut his feet? Will I have to like uh, avoid cutting my feet in the NES version of the yeah. game? Will I, is that mm-hmm. will I have to say yippee ki yay? I think you mother do, fun, mother fungies. I'm pretty sure you do have to cut your feet in that game. I think. Didn't we yeah, just see think, this on something? Didn't we just talk or no? I, for some I, reason, I, I know. I this. don't know. For some reason, I watch this and know this right now. I don't know why I know right. this. Anyway, Terminator in particular, I thought was a rad game. Uh, all of those. And Total Recall, also good. Is RoboCop on here? We should put RoboCop on there. I was going to put RoboCop, and I was like, uh, he didn't quite fit in my filter, but we'll give RoboCop and a couple other R-rated movies uh, like that and The Untouchables. We'll yeah. give those just a mention. I cannot believe RoboCop uh, got its I own car- do a- kids cartoon. I-, I just can't believe it. Yeah. I want to do a RoboCop. The reason why I didn't want to put RoboCop in here is I really want to do a whole RoboCop show. I oh, think we can do that. Let's RoboCop. do it. Let's do that. We'll save it for, the sh- we'll save yeah, it for its I- own show. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Enough there. Drop your weapon. Uh, Opera per Murphy, all that stuff. I'm Opera excited. Murphy. Uh that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. And uh listen, come back next week and enjoy us live. Yeah, live. You heard me right. We show video from these games that we talk about. There's a lot of visual elements that you don't get if uh you're listening purely at home. Nothing wrong with that, but hey, if you want a little bit more, come join us live. We do that on Tuesday nights, 3:30 Mountain Time. That's 5:30 Pacific. All right? Or no, Eastern. Uh, what time is it Pacific? One thirty? No, 2.30. <laughs> Pacific, 3.30 Mountain, 5.30 Eastern. Central, you it. Central, you, you know it. what you are. You already know what Central is, so I don't have to tell you. All right? Yeah, anyway, that'll, that'll do it for us. Uh, thanks for listening. Go uh, review us wherever you can. And also join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash playretro. I'd like to thank longtime uh, patron Bjorn Muller. Bjorn, as you know who that is. Bjorn Müller, yes. Yeah, I do we? I don't know. Do I yeah. know him? Yeah. How do I know do. him? Do I know him as a different no, name? No. I might. Just let's think about it. All right, I'll, I'll think about it. But I like yeah. Bjorn, and uh, I'm glad that he's there because he knows the value of never getting commercials, pre, pre-show content every single time we do a show. Bomb- Other Bomb- benefits. Bats. Who? What? 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 It's Bombats. Oh, is that Bombats? <laughs> I know Bombats. I didn't know that was his name, though. He's a, it is. What, is it he is. Swedish? Let's not dox him. Let's dox him. Let's tell everyone right no. where he lives. Anyway, uh, he's awesome, and uh, you should all be like him and go sign up. That's patreon.com slash play retro. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for all of you. Go play something retro, and we'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? 
All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.